In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. What up, Betches? Welcome back to another episode of our weekly podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today we have a fantastic guest on the podcast. Listen, we've been dealing with so much wedding sadness and reality. And quite frankly, I need some wedding porn in my life. So we have on fashion blogger, Danielle Mayali. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. And uh, if you follow Danielle, you're familiar with her. I mean, your beautiful life, I really have to say. It's just like the articles and the pictures, it's just, it fills my heart. It's what I need right now, I'm telling you. So thank you for providing the content that we need in these like two serious times. Oh, you're too sweet. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and of course, you can follow Danielle at Danny and then Mayali, and it's M A I A L E. Okay, so just give us a quick background on where you're from, how you got into fashion blogging, the whole thing. Yeah, so I'm actually from South Jersey, Medford area, and I moved to Philadelphia about three years ago. Moved in with John, now my fiance, and um, I moved there actually after college at Loyola University of Maryland. And we actually met down the shore. I have a house in Long Beach Island and it was through a mutual friend. And we kind of went on a boat ride one day and we exchanged numbers and he came to my 21st birthday and, you know, the rest is history six years later. And we're, you know, about to plan our wedding and get married. Okay, so I read two articles. Um, one was on, we'll, we'll go one by one. Okay. So one yeah. was on your, it was kind of like in, um, like uh, a flip, a reverse of, if you will, of a bridal shower. We'll get to that in a second. But your engagement article and the pictures and the story. So like I said, girl, I need a little bit of like fantasy in my life right now. So tell everybody about your proposal. Yes. Yeah, so I actually had no idea what was going on. I always thought that I would know. Like I'm that person type A. I know when someone's acting weird. And this was really, I was just caught off guard completely. So my sister actually planned a little photo shoot that we were going to do out in the Curtis Atrium out in Pennsylvania somewhere. So about like, I don't know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes from where I was at in Philadelphia. And we pulled up, I parked, she said to bring three outfits, one of them being white, which I, I don't know how I didn't catch on that, you know, specifically to bring a white well, dress. That's what I was thinking, because when yeah. I looked at the pictures, you're in like, the, like such a bridally white dress that I'm like, no way. As I'm reading the article, I'm like, wait, was this a surprise? Or like, are these pictures from after the fact? But they were from the day of. So they're from the day of, but what I haven't mentioned is that I was actually wearing a red dress first when I found out, you know, when I was being proposed to, and then to do the actual like photos, I wanted to wear white for it. Cause that's what I've always, I've always wanted to have that. So, of course. so thankfully I had a white dress already in my car. So it worked out perfectly, but we actually really wanted to keep the, the red dress photos, like the real photos of just John and I kind of like with family and friends. We didn't really want to share that publicly, I guess. I don't know. We wanted to have something just for us. And I thought that that was a great way to do that. And 
Um, but yes, that's a little behind the scenes of that. Ooh, look at it. I already got it out of you. I'm like a fucking interviewer over here. Okay. So, okay. So that's interesting to know. So, but you came like thinking it was just going to be like, uh, just a fashion photo shoot. Oh, totally. Totally. And so you had flip flops on and your sister's like change into heels. So that didn't trigger you at all. I figured maybe she just wanted to make a good impression of who, you know, we were meeting because it was a work friend, apparently. So I went back in the car. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll put on my heels, whatever, and walk through this garden for like a mile. Right. And, you know, I'm carrying all my stuff. And then we finally get to this big, like, raw iron gate. And I turn the corner. And at first, I didn't recognize who was standing right by the fountain. I mean, it was beautiful. There was roses everywhere. There was a big fountain, all greenery. And that was kind of what I did tell John in the beginning. I was like, I don't want to know when it's happening. But at the same time... I do kind of want to have a say where, you know, if we did, you know, when you propose, I don't want it to be really around people. Like I want it to be just us and intimate and um, just have that kind of be for him and I. Mm -hmm. And so my sister led me and I just remember looking forward and John was there, but I didn't recognize him at first because he was wearing a suit and he told me that day that he was going to a graduation party by his house. I'm thinking, all right, that's weird. So I turned to my sister. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is this someone else is getting proposed to i'm in the way i'm blocking this area like there's a photographer on the corner i'm like we gotta move so i literally pushed my sister into a bush i'm like we gotta move we gotta move over like we're in someone's way like about to get proposed to and uh then my sister was just kind of staring at me like danielle you're being an idiot like just look in front of you and then it started clicking that you know the photographer was actually someone that i recognized that i knew and and then it all hit me and i kind of was just i started crying immediately i was just so in shock and I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe oh it. Oh my God. So, I mean, no one's really going to have some, any major proposals for the next few months, right? That's just like, cause of social distancing. And quarantine. But like, what were your favorite elements of the proposal? Well, actually it, 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 it doesn't quite end there, but like, I know people listening are going to be like, that's like the perfect proposal, but I want to know like your top favorite things from it. So like maybe people can implement them if they're maybe planning a proposal. I'm planning a proposal. Yeah to my girlfriend. So I, and I'm like, I'm very stressed out about it. And I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm going to, I'm like taking cliff notes from your experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I feel like everyone's a little bit different in terms of what they want and you know, how to be surprised or if they even want to be surprised. I don't know. People do it very differently and um, you can make it super intimate and have it at your house and just have a ton of rose petals and, and candles. And I mean, you can't go wrong with flowers and candles. I just feel like that's so romantic, right? Did you like being surprised? Yeah. So that was, I, I'm thankful. I didn't know. I'm really thankful. Other, you know, my, my nails were disgusting and grown out for three days <laughs> purple, but other than that, I mean, you know, it was great. <laughs> um, also, um, did you love that there was a photographer there? Like, would, yeah. would you say that's like a must? I mean, for me, yes. So I specifically said, John, I want, I need a photographer that I need a photographer there. And, um, Erica Falkenberg, who was actually a friend, she does these like light and airy, like photos that I just, I'm obsessed with. So she was actually there and I recognized her first before I even recognized John. That's okay. And, um, so, I mean, but then again, people might not want that. So it's not, it's just, you can set up an iPhone at your house somewhere or like set up a, a camera somewhere and just have it recorded. And I still think that's beautiful and intimate. And at this time right now, I mean, you know, it, it is tough to do something that you already originally planned. So you do have to make do with what's, what's available. And I think you can make it still special. Uh, okay, but it does it doesn't end there. So that's the proposal, like with you guys one on one. You yeah. had your sister there, the photographer there, and that was really it. And so then he said that you were going to do go to a dinner with family, right? 
Okay. Yes. So as soon, so my sister kind of leaves earlier. She's like, yeah, like, you know, we'll, we'll, I think we're going to dinner like tonight. We'll catch you later. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird. And then John and I were getting in the car and I was still in shock. I'm like, well, cause I really didn't, you don't really look at the ring when you're getting proposed to you. Right. I blacked out. I completely blacked out. I don't even know what he said to me. And as soon as we got in the car, we started driving and he told me, yeah, like our families are just going to get like dinner at the union lane, just a little intimate dinner. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I know that that's uh, like, then I started to pick up on, you know, that's not going to happen. I know my girlfriends are going to be there and want to surprise me. Right. And uh, yes, we parked and we started walking through the Union League and literally dead. No one was even in there. I think it was a Sunday, so it was not even open. So I'm like, this is weird. We come out on the other side of the Union League, like the front steps. Then we walk over the street on a broad street to Attico, which is like a part indoor, part outdoor rooftop area. So we walk in and all my family and friends and everything was, was standing there. And the photographer was actually there before us. So she was able to capture all that too. And um yeah, I mean, I, I knew that it was coming, but it's still, I didn't realize who he invited, like what he did, but he, I mean, with the help of all my friends too, I mean, they put it, an amazing party together. So that was, that was incredible. So it was all, I, and it's kind of great because you almost got like a little mini wedding. Yeah. Your wedding and now given the circumstances, of course, you're one of, you are a Corona bride. You had to push your wedding back and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But like, do you kind of feel like you've had between that and then your like bridal, non-bridal shower, do you feel like you've kind of had some like really special wedding moments already? Oh, completely. Yeah. No, I, I, I really do think everything leading up to it has been absolutely, it's Magical. been amazing. It's nothing, I would not change one thing about it. And I'm not just saying that I really, everything has been so special and my family and friends and, and even John have been so involved and like helpful and they've just been amazing with everything. And that was part of the reason why I didn't want, I, you know, part of the reason why I moved my wedding was because I wouldn't be able to have the, the bachelorette party and the bridal shower that I really hoped that I would have. Right. So tell us about this. You had like a, you, you had a shower for your bridesmaids. Is what you had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yes. So it, it is a little, it's a little bit a different take on how to, I guess, ask bridesmaids to be in your wedding. And I, you know, I love to eat and my girlfriends love to eat. So I'm like, you know, why don't we do something a little bit different this time instead of just, um, you know, give a box, which totally fine, but I just wanted to do something a little different. And so we actually set up a, like a little brunch, a little mini brunch for about three hours. And I had a florist come in and decorate the room. And um, we created a custom like four course menu and I made all the girls wear pink. And a lot of the questions that I got about that was like, do, do the girls know ahead of time that they're being asked? And of course they do. I mean, why would, you know, of course they kind of picked up on that. So I did tell them ahead of time, but I really tried to make it unique and special by, you know, engraving their names on uh, champagne glasses and, and doing just really cute stuff. And I had a photographer for that too. And I mean, it was just a really magical day. So again, another awesome aspect that I get to, you know, have for my wedding. Well, and also, I mean, that dress, I mean, if that is your, will you be my bridesmaid's dress dress? I don't even know what your wedding dress can look like. It was so gorgeous. I thought it was a wedding dress, what you were wearing. Yeah. So that dress was literally from ASOS. I think it was like 120 bucks. Shut and your face. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And it fit, gorgeous. It, fit it fit great. And yeah, I mean, we had a great time. It was awesome. And I just thought it was a little bit, I wanted to make it special for everyone to kind of hype it up in the beginning, you know, this is like the, this is the tone, this is the bar that we're going to have for the rest of the entire, the entire year before, you know, leading up to, to getting married. And then with all of them in pink, it looked, it looked like it could be a wedding day. Do you know what I mean? 
I'm also very type A. I love to event plan. I love to coordinate things. So that was just another, I knew the pictures were going to look pretty if everyone was wearing a different shade of pink. Yep. And uh, yeah, they turned out great. We went on a golf cart, rode out in the, you know, rode out in the, what is it called? The greens and just yep. took a bunch of photos out there with a bunch of champagne. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's a part of your career, right? This is what you do for a living. So you can't help but bring it into your personal life. I have a really good friend. She's an, um, she's an art curator. And when she got married, she overtook this place called Amagiri, which is like, I don't even know what state we were in. Like it was like somewhere out West and it was, I think it was Utah. And she, when she invited all of us to the wedding, she at, she sent like um, with the invitation, a color palette of the colors of clothing that we could wear. And we were all like, I'm going to fucking kill her. But <laughs> we followed it because we love her so much. And truthfully, she was so right because no matter, and it was like a whole weekend wedding. But like, yeah. like the welcome dinner to like hanging out by the pool, like the, you know, the, the day before the rehearsal dinner and then the actual wedding day, like every picture, everybody looked like we, it was like a magazine. It was unbelievable. Right. And I mean, that's, I, I just like it personally. And I knew that it was going to flow great. And I'm even doing that with my, well, I would have done that with my, um, bachelorette party in Miami. I actually had every day we would be kind of wearing a different color or, you know, this day wear neon and I'll wear white or something like that. But I wasn't specific and said, you know, everyone needs to wear this shade of pink with this shoe. Like that's, that's like psycho. No, 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 no. She wasn't that bad. She was like, you can wear like, feel free to wear creams, tans, yeah. moss greens, ro like rose pinks, desert, yeah. desert tones. We were like, what the fuck? But ultimately, not great. she was a thousand percent right. She was a thousand percent right. So <laughs> listen to Danielle, all your friends listening, listen to Danielle. She knows what's up. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So, okay, your wedding um, was supposed to be October 2020. Yeah. Where? Yeah. It was at the Union League of Philadelphia. So right on Broad Street, it's like a, pretty much like a club there. They okay. had a big ballroom. It was, yeah, you know. Why'd you decide to pull the trigger? And so you've postponed it now to what, Easter time of 2021? So no, now it's going to be October 9th of 2021. So a, we still got a Saturday, thankfully. But I mean, uh -huh. I tried to get May or June of next year. Cause you know, I didn't want to wait an entire like year and a half again to get married. So 
you know, obviously it was already booked or they only had a Friday or something, but we, you know, we were, our hearts were set on, you know, having it in October and having it on a Saturday. Yeah. That's what we kind of fell with. Okay. So you have to wait a whole year. Why did you decide to pull the trigger and postpone? So after, I guess, watching the news and I was feeling so stressed out to the point where I couldn't even, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't even eat. Like it was, it took a really big toll on how I was feeling and what was going on in my life. And, you know, obviously watching the coronavirus, it's scary. It scares people. You know, you hear good things and bad things, but mostly bad things when you watch the news and just following the updates and everything going on, it just didn't seem like it was getting better. And if it did, that's, you know, we flattened the curve a little bit, which is amazing, but still it's not, I have about 400 people coming to the wedding and it, it is a bigger wedding. We have a big Italian family. Um, his, John's family is big. I mean, we have a lot of friends and, and coworkers and, and this and that. And it just right now, it just wouldn't be realistic to, to have a wedding with that capacity. And then also being putting people at risk and then asking, it just, it just wouldn't be the same. And I didn't want the topic at my wedding to be coronavirus or people to come in and wear masks or people to get sick. And it was just, there right. was more negatives that outweigh the positives. And I feel like if I got a jump, on moving the wedding now before all of the brides start to get on this, it would be a hassle. I'd be fighting for, you know, all the brides that are changing their wedding now and also the newly engaged brides that are right. looking for a new date. So it was like double, um, double, you know, trying to find a new date. So I just kind of pulled it a little bit earlier than I think a, a few people that I've talked to have. And are you happy that you made that call early? Yeah. I mean, after I finally did it, I could breathe. I, I talked to all the vendors. I talked to the, the union league, everyone there. And thankfully I've gotten every single vendor that I've needed to my, my, uh, I mean, yeah, everything's worked out great. I, I really didn't have an issue really at all. And I'm, I'm shocked about it. Well, I was going to say that's, you know, a, a, you're on this podcast for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons is because you're one of the few brides who did postpone and it kind of went seamlessly. So right. why do you think that was your experience? Do you think it was just timing do you think it was the time of year? What do you think the factors were? I, I think that a lot of brides, and I've had a lot of people message me on Instagram too. And I'm very, if you message me, I message you back. Like I'm very open and, and I'll talk to you. And I, I like that too, because I get to have ideas about what other brides are, are looking to do. And a lot of them are kind of waiting, waiting it out to see what's going to happen. But what I didn't realize is that some of the venues that these brides have, they have to get married within 2020 or they lose a huge deposit. And Shut up. yes, so that's what I didn't understand. So the brides were moving it, you know, maybe in May right now, they're moving it to the end of August or September because they have to. And then again, like it might still not be okay right. by then. Right. But I didn't understand that. I'm like, why don't you just, you know, move it back a few more months just to be safe. But I didn't understand that. Okay. So that's, you know what I mean? So they kind of have to do it before, you know, 2020. And thankfully the union league didn't have that. So I was able to kind of push it out. I could have did two years, three years. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I just got lucky with the October 9th date. Damn. That's crazy. I didn't realize I that. That makes a lot of sense. I've been wondering why people are hanging on for dear life to 2020 because they're financially on the hook for it. Mm -hmm. There you go. Also, um, we haven't had a lot of brides on the show who have gotten married and have, well, had like very Catholic ceremonies and gotten yeah. married in churches. So tell us about that experience, what that's going to be like, because you're getting married in like a major church. Yeah. So we were actually, we we're going to get married in St. Patrick's in Philadelphia, which is another amazing church. We, um, so John and I are both Catholic as a background, we've had all our sacraments and we want to, what was really important to us was to get married in a church. 
So that was also another form of trying to move something. So not even just the venue for the wedding, we also had to move the ceremony as well. So that was like, I had to make sure that the, those both lined up the same date. I was so going to say, was, what was harder? Moving, moving the venue date or the church date? The church, to be honest. Wow. The yeah. So, um, so in the beginning, I wanted Saint, uh, the Basilica of St. Peter and Paul in um, Philadelphia on the Parkway. And it's a beautiful church. And it's, yeah, it's it funny. I actually wanted that in the beginning they didn't have any times. So they get married at one, three and five o'clock and all of them were taken. So as soon as I made the call to move the venue, I called the Basilica and I asked them if they had, you know, three o'clock, one o'clock time available. And thankfully they had the one o'clock and we booked that and it's secured and we are ready to go. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I know. So that's the silver lining of this, you know, pandemic. Um, so if you get married at one, I've actually, I am Catholic, but I've only been to like a handful yeah. of Catholic weddings actually. Um, so just explain to the audience, like you get married at church and then like, what time does the wedding start? How's that going to work? So it's funny. I actually was going to get married at three o'clock um, you know, on October 3rd and then have the reception. I think at like five thirty or six, it was starting. I, I forget the time. So there wasn't really a big gap for guests to kind of chill and whatever. So they kind of left the church and immediately went to the union league pretty much was my original plan. But now that we're getting married at one o'clock, it actually works out a little bit better that myself and John and the bridal party and groom party were able to take photos without me missing my, I would have been missing my cocktail hour in a sense. Right. So one o'clock time isn't too bad. And this gives everyone time to go and check into their hotels, you know, freshen up a little bit. And we're having a black tie wedding so they can wear something a little bit different from the church and then change into, you know, their gown and their, their tux and come to the union league and not, you know, not be sweating or whatever, whatever's going on. And then have that time to kind of relax and, and regroup. Yes. And then also I want to ask you about like, so given the like epicness of your engagement of your, will you be my bridesmaid, you know, parties, what's the plan for the wedding? Yes. Yeah, so we want our, our wedding in, in a sense to just be, had that fairy tale whimsical kind of look. So we want those pinks and whites and gold and make it really, really come to life. And the union league is kind of a little bit more darker in terms of like, they have the dark wood, they have, um, it's a, it's a little bit darker. So we're trying to brighten up the rooms a little bit, drapes and, and, and trees. And we just literally want it to be like a, a whimsical forest almost and have it just have that romantic fairy tale like feel. And I mean, I think the vendors that we're partnering with are, are going to knock it out of the park. So I'm really hoping that everything comes together in the end and it's just going to be, it's going to be more than I expected. And you said about 400 guests. You're going to, you're going to, you're not going to cut that down like so, with the pandemic and stuff. So now I think we are, we're, we, we talked about it and I think there are a little, we're going to have to, and I mean that that's unfortunate, but I just hope that, you know, the people that we did invite understand too. I mean, I don't, I would hate to invite everyone right now. So we're going to wait a little bit, but I would hate to invite, you know, 400 guests right now. And then all of a sudden tell them, you know, a couple months before and say, Hey, we got to cut you because, you know, we can't physically have that many people in a room together right now because of social distancing. So right. we're going to kind of take that day by day and see how that goes. But I mean, I would hope to still have a big wedding. I mean, that's always what, you know, we, we hope for. How many bridesmaids are you planning on having? I have 10 total, 10 total. That's great. And, and yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And also I know we talked about your bachelorette party. So what's the deal with that? Are you going to push it back? Are you going to postpone it as well? So it's so sad. I'm actually, I was actually supposed to have my, my bachelorette party next weekend, May 14th. And oh. uh, it sucks. I know I'm literally looking at the, all the gifts that I had for all the girls and everything and all, all my outfits were already planned and had everything booked for it. So now wait, wait, wait. tell me what the plan was. I'm just curious. 
So we were going to Miami and we were staying for, I think from Thursday to Sunday or something. And, you know, we had everything kind of figured out. We were going to be on South Beach. I don't know the hotel. My sister kind of wanted to keep things a little bit of a surprise too with still having me like OCD, psycho, you know, still plan. So there was going to be some surprise elements, but we were actually partnering with a company too to help with planning called the Batch Queen. And they were doing everything from, you know, booking the um, booking the restaurants, the clubs, this, that, you know, boat rides. So it was going to be a great time. And, you know, now we, unfortunately, we, it's funny, we moved it from May to the end of July and obviously, you know, it's, it's not going to work now. Yeah. So we're going to just do it. We're just moving literally the bridal shower and the bachelor party next year. And then calling it a day, 2020 is done. I'm done. So <laughs> calling it a day. <laughs> okay. So let's get into some listener questions. Okay. Very specific listener questions. We have a very yeah. active Facebook page. Speaking of which guys, um, if you need some support right now, and I'm sure you probably do, we all do join our Betches Brides Facebook group. It's community of brides all figuring out together how the fuck to get through wedding planning. So make sure to join. (laughs) And also we have a newsletter because planning a wedding is stressful AF, especially during a pandemic. So we just launched a brand new weekly bridal newsletter to help you stay sane, whether you need an opinion or whether trends everybody are doing are tacky or trendy planning hacks, inspiration for other couples. We've got you covered. We've even added weekly poll results showing insight into who's postponing their weddings and who isn't. Consider this the newsletter, the best gift that wasn't on your registry. Subscribe now so you don't miss out at betches.co slash brides newsletter. Okay, so here are the questions from the Facebook page. Okay, why did you choose to postpone so early if things change before your new date? And you kind of already answered it, but just to, to reiterate. Yeah, so I, I guess mainly the main reason was just health issues too. I mean, we didn't want to put our guests at risk and have them, some of them not show up because they were scared to come if we still had it and to be wearing masks in the wedding. And, you know, we're not having an outside ceremony or nothing's outside. So that also may make people a little bit more uncomfortable. I know if you're having an outside ceremony or even, you know, if you go to a restaurant and eat outside or something like that, everyone feels a little bit more at ease if you're outside. And everything's enclosed in my in my wedding ceremony, right. everything. So that would kind of, you know, make people a little bit nervous. And also the fact, I don't know, it is a tough time and people are really not in the right, you know, people might be losing jobs and stuff like that. And it is taking a really big toll on, on how everyone is doing. And I just don't know if, I don't know, it's just not the right time to be celebrating us when there's so much negativity right now, at least from my perspective of, of what's going on. That's why we had to do that. Yeah. Uh, was there pressure from your friends or family to postpone? No. So actually it was kind of my decision. I just kept watching and, and I knew that if I didn't act now, I wouldn't be able to get the same vendors that I would be able to do. And I talked it over actually at Easter time with my family, John, John's family. And we just sat down and we're like, you know what? I think it might be a good idea to get ahead of the game and just do this now. So we won't have any other issues down the road. I mean, what if I didn't get my, my church or what if I didn't get, uh, you know, my designer house of Catherine that I wanted or something like that. And I would have been, re- I would have been very devastated because I'm so invested in everyone that I'm working with and I've made a relationship with them over, over the years. And I would just hate to hate to lose them. Um, did you have to defend your decision to postpone to friends or family that think it's too early? No, actually they all, it's funny. I, I no, they were all on board with it. They were like, you know what? I think you did make the right decision and you know, we're with you next year as well and we're going to do the same yep. thing yeah everyone was so supportive and helpful and positive and you know it you know it is our day so it's not you know it's no one's really decision other than john and i to really make that exactly and, um you know from you know we felt comfortable doing that and i think everyone else was on board and was really stood by us 
are you going to get legally married on your original date? No. So everyone keeps talking about that too. I, I, we want to save everything for the next day, but now that we have another year, we were planning on buying a house after the wedding. But now that we have an entire year, John and I might go and look for something in Jersey or something else. So now we have more time to explore other options of what to do. Um, should a late December 2020 bride postpone in your opinion? Late December? Yeah. Oh man. Um, I think they're okay. I, I, I see. I don't know. It's so tough. I don't know. It's so tough. Everything's uncertain right now. And you think something's going to reopen. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jersey just got, just got a notice saying that they're going to be closed for another 30 days. So it's. They did. Yeah. So I'm in Jersey. How did I miss that? I stopped watching the news. I think, I, no, I should be right. Yeah. I think it's another 30 days. So that's, you know, it's a little, you know, just when you think it's going to be great, something else hits and you know, you're, you're back. Damn to it. You know what though? I'm conflicted. Like I'm like, when you said that I was like, what I said out loud was no, but what I meant was yay. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm getting really like agoraphobic and really comfortable in quarantine. So, I mean, it's bad because I want business to get back to usual. I know people need to work and like small businesses, restaurants, you know, I have friends and family that lost their jobs. I get the economical impact, but there's right. a part of me that's like, I'm like, I don't even know how to get back to being a regular person again. I know it is really weird. And it's funny. John works from home all the time too. And obviously he doesn't come home till super late at night, usually working because he works out of King of Prussia. So he hits all that crazy traffic. And now I get to see him 24 seven and it's kind of, it's going to be weird having him leave now. <laughs> I know. I get it. Um, I have a question. Did you guys send out any sort of uh, save the dates or invitations? Yeah. So we sent out the save the dates already for our, um, for our wedding, but now how our designer signage is going to be doing complimentary save the dates again, because of, you know, what's going on. So that was awesome. I mean, every vendor is kind of wants to work with you and kind of fix things and they know it's stressful and no one's really been through this. And that's the thing you, you gotta, you gotta work and, and feel it out and see what's right. So we're sending another, say the date for the new date and kind of, you know, going to send another one out. <laughs> yep. Um, are you worried at all about potential 2020, sorry, 2021 restrictions, which yeah. I'm like, I don't even really I don't actually get that question. Can you answer it for me? I mean, it's still always going to be in the back of my mind. I mean, I think we, we have an entire year to still make this right. And maybe hopefully there's a vaccine and stuffs. We kind of figure out how to do this and still go about, you know, living normally. But at the same time, having a big wedding that we wanted, I, there always still is going to be in the back of my mind. Am I going to be able to have this wedding that I've always dreamed of? And at that point, I've waited a year. I'm going to get married regardless. So we're going to figure it out regardless at that point. There's no more moving. That's the date. <laughs> like there, there could, you know, there could be ordinances in cities where you can't have gatherings of over what? 200 I know, people. I know. I'm hoping that that's not the case. And it, oh gosh, I don't know. We'll just play day by day. And hopefully that's not going to, that's something that we're not going to have to, to cross. Um, this question is very specific. Uh, a listener is getting pushed from her venue. How can I convince my venue to move my winter 2020 date to spring 2021 date? She's getting pushed. Um, I, I see that's tough. I mean, it depends on who you're working with. I, I would, I would call them. I mean, I would just tell them the situation. I just don't know how in my mind, I just don't know how people cannot be understanding at this time with anything. I mean, you're a bride. You look, you look forward to this day for since, you know, since you were young and I've, you know, what's another year waiting. And I've always said that I've waited 26 years of my life. What's another year. It's not going to kill me. I'm, I'm still, I, I want it to be perfect and I don't want to rush or half-ass anything. And that's why we also made that decision. Yeah. And I just think that they, 
I don't know. I guess they should just call. I just hope that they would be understanding a little bit. I mean, I'm with you. I think why not just wait? Like you, you've already, at this point, you probably like almost plan the whole thing. So like, imagine yeah. if you have to change a season, then like your color palette changes. Like everything is, the vibe is different. I mean, I don't think any venue should be giving pushback. I know why they are. And it's probably because they don't want to lose the money on that spot. And they know they'll right. fill it for 2021. But at the end of the day, it's your wedding and you're, you're in charge. Pushback. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, yeah, exactly. Your color palettes can change. This and that could change. But I mean, I'm very type A. Like I said, my dress is still going to be the same. I have it coming in in, I think, in June. So I'm instead of getting fittings for it now, I mean, what if I gain like 25 pounds or whatever next year? So I'm not going to get it fitted right now until right. You know, the next year comes. So I guess I just have to vacuum seal it, put it in my house and, you know, shove it away for a year and not look at it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, okay. Let's get into the Facebook debate of the week. If you guys want to participate in these wedding debates, join our Betches Brides Facebook group. Okay, this is from Shannon. Please help. Advice needed. Sorry if this is already a post, but what do you say to close friends that may have assumed that they would be in the wedding party, but because of narrowing down the party, um, making a list with my future husband for four people each, not having asked anyone yet, and maybe also because of some history there or some other reason, they will not be in it. I want to be nice. I want them to understand. And I don't want to have this ruin my wedding. Wah. Okay. So I guess, so I, it makes sense. If you're having a smaller wedding, maybe you don't want to have 25 brides, you know, bridesmaids and groomsmen. Totally. I get that. But four people, I mean, I would have a hard time narrowing it down to four. I'm not going to lie. So. That's tough. I mean, thankfully, I haven't ran into any issues either having 10 and, you know, I could have, I could have had 15, 20 and, but you know, you do have to kind of draw a line just because it does get a little bit dicey. You know, you're also paying for them too. When you go, you know, it's not just them paying for you. You also pay for stuff for them too. And it, yeah. you know, it, it could be, it could be a money thing. It could be, you know, maybe you don't see yourself being that close with them in a few years from now. You want whoever's in your bridal party to really be your forever you know that they're going to be by your side forever. And that's, that's really have to, you kind of have to base it on, but I, I don't know. I can't, I haven't had any issues with that, thankfully. And no one's been, no one's been mean or called out, but I hope that, I mean, gosh, I can't imagine that. <laughs> I know. I guess my advice would be like simple. It's those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. Like okay. I, first of all, it's an honor to be a bridesmaid, but it's also, it's a commitment financially, time-wise. <laughs> And sometimes it's a pain in the ass. So right. me, I'm like, if my friend wants me to be a bridesmaid, I'm honored and I will accept with, you know, with bells on. But if my friend doesn't want me to be in the bridal party, I consider it a gift. So if you're having somebody give you shit for not being in the bridal party, they're probably a fucking asshole pain in the ass anyway. I'm so, with you on that. <laughs> Like, like they're going to like, guess what? The, the kind of person that would give you a hard time about not being in the bridal party is the kind of person that will give you a hard time in the bridal party. You don't want that. And yeah. Oh my gosh. That, that would be the worst. And oh God, I've, I've heard some horror stories too. So I'm thankfully I have a good group of 10 girls that are just, we're ready to, we're ready to party. We're ready to go to Miami. We're ready to get married. Like we're ready to do it. <laughs> well, girl, I'm excited for you. I cannot wait to follow I, I need this quarantine to be done so I can watch you on your, your bachelorette party. That's what I need in my life. I need that content. Listen, I, I hope it happens at some point. I mean, we're ready to go. And, and at the October 3rd date of, you know, this year of being married, we're, I'm planning on getting all the bridesmaids together and doing some kind of, you know, grab the champagne, grab the liquor. Like, let's go. Let's party. Let's, this is the day to party. 
<laughs> Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. You've been so great. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. And you guys don't forget to follow Danielle if you don't already at Danny Mayali, but it's spelled M-A-I-A-L-E. And real quick again, guys, and don't forget, guys, that we have a newsletter planning a wedding is stressful AF, especially during a pandemic. So we just launched a brand new weekly bridal newsletter to help you stay sane. Whether you need an opinion on whether trends everyone is doing are trendy or tacky, planning hacks, inspiration from other couples, and more, we've got you covered. We've even added weekly poll results showing insights into who's postponing their weddings and who isn't. Consider this newsletter the best gift that wasn't on your registry. Subscribe now so you don't miss out at betches.co slash brides newsletter. Um, that's it for us this week. Again, Danielle, thank you so much. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Taylor Strecker. And you know what? A big shout out to the New York Times for giving us a shout out recently in an amazing article. That was so cool to get to be a part of that. So thanks to the New York Times and everybody who had a hand in that. And most importantly, thank you to the audience. If it weren't for you guys, we wouldn't be shit, girl. So thank you guys so much for listening. Tell your friends about it. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll be back next week with another fantastic podcast. Bye, girl. Betches.